Good morning. It's good to see y'all. I'm Jeff Ross. I'm one of the associate pastors here at the church and uh, been with y'all a few times and I always look forward to it. Uh, so we're first Sunday in Lent, uh, beginning this journey together with this theme of renew. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, we're going to look at Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 19. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned. For sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin in the likeness of Adam, who is a pattern of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died through the one man's trespass, how much more surely have the grace of God and the gift in the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. And the gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the gift following many trespasses brings justification. If, because of the one man's trespass, Death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as through the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so through the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. May God add his blessing to our reading and hearing and understanding of his word. So this whole idea of Adam and his sin line and then Jesus and this grace line uh, is, is uh, maybe a little bit confusing, but hopefully we can uh, make that a little uh, easier to, to get at. So the whole idea is this idea of renew, though, right? Um, something that was uh, had a stain or a, a, a problem associated with it is made new. So I want us to kind of get in that uh, mindset uh, a little bit. So I bought uh, yesterday, I went out and I got some renews it. And uh, that's kind of the idea I want you to get your head around. So we do all kinds of things to renew stuff, right? I was hoping this was a spray and I could just walk around and spray it. And then you could have this uh, uh, smell kind of permeating in the room that would, this is Hawaiian oasis. But I wasn't really sure what that smelled like. And I didn't know that if we want, but this is, I, I have, I'm having trouble even figuring it out. I think you open it and then twist it and then just put it off to the side. So uh, I'm going to spare you of that. But I thought uh, renews it is, is kind of the idea. Uh, 
my wife and I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, we got rid of our uh, cable subscription because um, we don't want to watch commercials. And so we, uh, we watch a lot of YouTube. And there's fascinating things on YouTube. Um, and there's a show by a guy named Trenton and Heath who are cobblers. They repair shoes. Any of y'all big fans of that? You're saying, oh my gosh, this retired minister, how sad. They just sit and, they sit and watch some guy repair shoes on TV. Well, it's fascinating, actually, because the, the shoes that they, they charge you like four or $450 to repair your shoes there, uh, the, but to watch what they do. But for kicks, they go to Walmart and they buy a pair of shoes for $27 and then they trick them out, kind of like you do with fancy cars and other kinds of things. It's, it's incredible to watch them take the shoe apart and then rebuild it. And, and, so they, uh, and then they auction these shoes off that were $27 at Walmart for hundreds of dollars to their audience. And, and I was thinking it was pretty sad for me to be watching people repair shoes on, on TV, but they've got thousands of followers. Um, I, I have a car outside that I'm trying to sell. It's a 2001 uh, Mercedes wagon, and um, I've, I've been driving it for a while and decided to, to sell it, and uh, so I took it to a detail place, and when I got it back from the detail place, I thought, wow, that's nice looking. I'm not so sure that I want to sell it. Uh, they, uh, they took it, an old car that was just not very attractive, and made it look really shiny and nice. And I got to thinking, you know, we do that all around us. We, we take stuff and we uh, repurpose it or renew it or fix it up. Uh, there's, a, there's tons of shows, uh, again, that you can get to on YouTube. Uh, that uh, are kind of makeover shows, right? Where somebody kind of looks all sad and, and, and not uh, very nice and their kids uh, have uh, gotten convinced them to go to the makeover person who puts them in new clothes, gives them a new hairdo, and they look 20 years younger, right? And, and so that so many different ways we can look at different things that we have, go through our attic or our basement or our garage and find things that can be repurposed, retooled, um, and, uh, uh, and, and fixed up. Uh, there's a lot of folks that are doing that with houses. Go in and buy an old, falling apart house, spend some money, fix it up, uh, and sell it for two, three times what they paid for. Um, but we do that all the time, too. We renew licenses. We renew registrations, passport certifications, memberships. And I want to suggest to you that the process for renewing just about anything, whether it's a, a license or a, a pair of shoes, uh, is, is pretty much the same. You've got to have uh, the right resources. You've got to have the right tools. Um, you've got to want to do this. You've got to decide, hey, I'm going to invest the time and energy, uh, the willingness to do the work. You've got to have some degree of hope uh, that this is a good thing. It's worth my time. It's worth my investment. It's worth doing. It's worth trying. Uh, and you also generally need a coach. 
Uh, you need somebody to help you through. Now, today, that's really easy because you can go to YouTube. Have I mentioned that already? Uh, you can go to Google. You can, uh, you can find help to do just about uh, anything uh, that you want to do and just follow the, the process. So uh, Mark Kramer started us off last week uh, talking about this idea of uh, renewal and then looked at some passages in the Bible. And the Bible has a lot to say about something old becoming new, something that was this way becoming a, a new way, a new idea. Jesus' first words uh, uh, and instructions to people uh, when he came on the scene was to repent. And the, the actual meaning of that is, is if you're going this way, to turn 180 degrees and go in a new direction. And so Jesus came to guide us, walk us through this process of renewal, of change, of helping us see that that is possible, but that there are some steps and some uh, ways that that happens and that works out uh, for us. So that's kind of what I want to dive into now, this idea that for Lent, what's something in our lives that uh, maybe come into mind as you've heard about this theme now for a couple of weeks? What, what's something in me? What's something around me? What's uh, uh, something I'm involved in that could be renewed, needs to be renewed, uh, needs a makeover, uh, needs to uh, have a little uh, love and energy poured its way uh, because, as we looked at last week, renewal is possible, and renewal is happening all around us all the time. I mean, even in this time of year, you saw some of the pictures in the a bumper video of butterflies and spring and this renewal that takes place in nature every year. So renewal does. It, it takes some time. It takes some effort. It, it takes generally a plan, uh, but it also takes an admission um, that I, I need some help. Uh, I need uh, something beyond me because if there's something that I have that needs to be renewed, it's probably because I've let it get to that state. And so there's going to have to be some external force, something that's going to make me look at it, especially if it's a, if it's a characteristic or it's something we want to see in ourselves. There's going to have to be some sort of uh, outside influence and then some sort of outside guide to help us on that path. So in our scripture this morning, Paul tells this story. And it's, and it's, it's Adam came into the world and he brought sin. And so we're all uh, uh, stuck with that. But that Jesus comes and offers this new way. But then Paul uses this language about, uh, but the two were not the same. They're a little bit different. Uh, sin came in the world via Adam. Grace comes into the world through Jesus. Uh, the stain of Adam's sin has reached out and infected all of us. So there is this need for renewal. Um, we're human, uh, and there is this need to set the or, or put or hit uh, the reset button. But to be clear, because the, the scripture makes it a little bit confusing, maybe, um, Adam didn't do something that we're all paying the price for. Um, Adam sinned, but we're not responsible for what Adam did. 
It's just that Adam, in his sin, exposed a weakness in all of us because we're human. And because of our humanity, we struggle with pride, with anger, with bitterness, with hate, prejudice, vindictiveness. We covet. Uh, there's lots of things that we are predisposed to. Not to mention the tendency to obsess over stuff and even uh, deal with the addictions that, that come from that. So we don't, we don't need to feel, and I don't think the scripture is trying to make us feel guilty for what Adam did. Because all of us have enough stuff to worry about and struggle with uh, that we've done ourselves. So when Paul here is talking about Adam, he's also talking about Fred John, Brenda, Melanie, and Samantha, and all of us. Uh, we're, we're not punished for what Adam did, but we're, uh, we're responsible for the things that we do. So how does this renewal take place? What is it, uh, what's the process? How does it work? How can we be renewed? Well, that's the second part of the passage, and that's where Jesus steps in uh, and where Jesus offers us a, a way through this struggle and this battle. While Adam is just a reflection of all of us, Jesus is unique in that Jesus comes to offer us uh, something that, that nobody else can offer us. Jesus comes to offer us a gift that, number one, we don't deserve, and number two, we can't do on our own. Jesus pays a debt for us that we could never, ever, ever pay ourselves, even though we, we try. And so that's where Paul interjects this part about the law. The law originally was thought, if you just adhere to the law, if you do all the things in the law, then you'll be uh, absolved, you'll be uh, forgiven, you'll be made whole. And over and over in the Old Testament, the battle and the struggle is that uh, people started moving in that direction, but that uh, God kept saying, no, it, it, it doesn't quite work that way. So Jesus comes and through his life, his death, his resurrection, offers us a new way for this renewal uh, to take place. And, it, and, and in part, it's accepting what only Jesus can do, but in the, in the way of doing that, it's a res recognition on our part that we can't do what Jesus did. And so there's that bit of struggle between pride and our humility and, and coming to grips with uh, the finiteness of our abilities uh, in, in this regard. So kind of goes back to the tools I mentioned before. We, we have the tools, they're there, uh, the resources. We, we need to have this want to. We need to have this willingness to do this work. We need to have this hope that uh, it's worth our time and the outcome of pursuing this renewal uh, is worth it. But then we also need somebody to come alongside of us. And, um, and I think that's where the biggest disconnect uh, in the way that uh, God asks us to process all of this and the way the world leads us in processing all of this. So we're in, as, as we come together in this faith community, we recognize, have recognized, or are recognizing that uh, this invitation 
of Christ into our lives, the Holy Spirit to guide us, to give us power that we don't have uh, on our own to do and be the things that God has called us and created us to be. That's not something we can do ourselves. We have to ask for that. We have to follow the leading and direction of God, the Holy Spirit. It's not something we can just, you know, kind of white knuckle and do ourselves. And I was thinking about that this week, and a song came on the radio that I think illustrates that. At least it does for me, and I hope that it does for you. Um, So the song by Hoobastank, The Reason. Are you all familiar with that? You might be after I give you some of the words. It came on the radio. I like the song, but there's this flaw in the song. So song says, I'm not a perfect person. Y'all can sing it if you want. I don't know, get the band back up to do that. Uh, There's many things I wish I didn't do. I never meant to do those things to you. And so I have to say before I go that I just want you to know I've found the reason for me to change, renew, who I used to be. A reason to start over new And the reason is you. Okay, so this, I'm assuming this guy is writing this song to his, the love of his life. And I'm sorry for the things that I've done, but I found a way to change. And that way is you, or that reason is you. It goes on. I'm sorry that I hurt you. It's something I must live with every day. And all the pain I put you through, I wish I could take it all away. And be the one who catches all your tears. That's why I need you to hear, I've found the reason for me to change who I used to be. A reason to start over new, and the reason is you. So let's go through that. (laughs) The writer, singer, is in want or is in need of renewal, right? I'm this way, and I want to be this way. And so, but something, some catalyst has to happen. Uh, And the the writer-singer thinks that renewal just needs a focus or the right motivation. And I think that's pretty prevalent in the world today. We can do it, We just need a little sort of kick in the pants to to get started on the right path. But the writer, the writer knows the object of the song long before they write these words and still does the things that he talks about or she talks about in the song, right? So this has been going on for some time. So the pattern is, oh, gosh, I wish I didn't do that. I'll do better. Oh, gosh, I wish I didn't do that again. I promise I'm going to do better. Oh, gosh, I told you I wasn't going to do that, but I've done it again, and I promise now I'll do better. Romans chapter 7 talks about that. Paul said that years and years ago. The very good I want to do, I, I, why do I keep doing that? The very bad that I don't want to do, why do I keep doing that? The very good that I want to do, why can't I make myself do that? And that's, I think, the, the flaw that we have in society and culture today. It's clear that the writer-singer wants to change, 
But what's going to help make that change? And it's not, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, the work of renewal is more than just saying or thinking, hey, I think I'm going to start doing better today. Renewal, according to Paul, the Bible, our, our faith, is more than just sort of white-knuckling it and saying, I'm going to do better today. Today is the first Sunday in Lent, so from today on, I'm going to be this better person. Love is a great motivation. The song talks about the reason that all this is going to change is because of you and because I love you so much. Well, love's a great motivation to start the renewal process, but it takes a lot more than that to conclude it. So we talked about earlier, renewal takes time. It takes effort. It takes a plan. But it also takes the admission that we are powerless to do this ourselves. We need help. We need something outside of ourselves. And I think that's two parts. I think that's a relationship with God, but it also involves people, somebody to help us walk through that process. And I think that's where it's hard. It's because we don't want anybody to know we're struggling in any area of our lives. Uh, we live in a world that, that sort of seems to frown on that uh, if we look at all the media, but that's not the case. There's a strength in saying, hey, I need some help. Some of y'all are aware that over the past two or three weeks at, in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury Seminary, a revival renewal movement has started. And if I understand the story correctly, uh, they had a chapel service, a service kind of like this. At the end of the service, everybody left except for a couple of people, one guy in particular, or one girl, I'm not really sure, who asked a couple of people to stay and help them pray through something that they needed help with, something they felt like was bigger than themselves, and they asked for help. The band left, everybody left. After lunch, the band came back, saw that they were praying, started playing, and, um, and people came in, uh, and this renewal revival started. So I think that's pretty interesting that it started as a result of somebody saying, I need some help. Will you pray with me? So, so Lent is a time, it's a great time in the calendar sort of marked off for us uh, to contemplate, think about renewal. Uh, and if that's possible, if that's something that we have a need for, as you're sitting here this morning, maybe you're feeling, yeah, this, there's an area in my life that, that I'd like to pursue some sort of renewal in. It may be that you're sitting there this morning and, and there, there's really nothing that's bubbling up to the top. It's, it's weird how God works in us year after year, month after month, uh, in different ways. Sometimes God's voice and, and uh, uh, pushing in our lives is really intense. And at other times, there's, uh, it's just a period to just kind of wait and listen and, and maybe be uh, a help to other folks. And so if there is something that, that's bubbling in your head, then what are the tools that you need? 
<laughs> and there's always good tools available for any job. If you have the right tools, the job's so much more, uh, so much easier if you have the right tools. So what are the tools that you need? What are the resources that you need? Who is a mentor, guide? And again, the great thing about living today is, you know, I could Google that. Uh, I could YouTube that. I could find out, you know, what other people are doing and how that's worked in other folks' lives. Uh, and, and while that's helpful, it doesn't replace the really valuable thing of saying to somebody, hey, would you pray over this with me? Hey, could I talk to you about this? Hey, do have you ever struggled or felt like this? Or, hey, look, can I just tell you what's going on with me? So... Thankfully, we're a part of a community of faith, and there's such great resources when, you, when you're looking for tools or, or resources. The Counseling Center down the hill is an incredible place with incredible people to help guide us through. We have a thing in the church called Stephen Ministry. Uh, where we, have a, we, we pair people up, uh, lay folks that have gone through the Stephen ministry training with people who just need somebody to walk alongside of them for a season of life. Uh, it could be about just about anything. I'm going through that Stephen minister training right now to come alongside of our Stephen ministers uh, to offer some support. Uh, mission work. Uh, we've got some things you're going to hear about in just a minute. Uh, a whole week and weekend of mission activities. And there's not a better way to sort of get out of yourselves than to just dive in uh, to helping other folks. A part of that, a place where we really need some help right now, is in our pet ministry. And what a fun thing. Maybe some of y'all have the cutest dog. We don't take cats. Uh, the cutest dog uh, that is, is friendly and just wonderful and great with people. Uh, we go into some nursing homes. We even take the dogs to schools where kids can practice reading to a very attentive dog. Uh, and so that's a great ministry that uh, you may not know about. The garden will be opening back up really soon. Uh, there's a Wednesday night Lenten study that Debbie Goodwin has put together. Um, we just started a young adult Sunday school class. We've got some great classes in the church. Uh, maybe you visited some of those and you didn't find a really good match. Uh, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about your idea for a group uh, and see if we can't put something like that together. Lent is such a great season, five, six weeks, where you can try something. You can uh, kind of step outside of yourself you can say, here's an area in my life, in my faith, in a relationship that I'm struggling with with somebody to try to see how God and me can make this work better. Uh, there are tremendous tools, uh, but it's work that you don't need to do by yourself and really oftentimes can't do by yourself because it's not just a matter of saying, darn it. I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to start today to make this better. Sometimes that works. A lot of times that doesn't. And this community of faith, church, um, your friends, family, it's one of the things that um, we do better together. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the opportunity
um, that Lent affords us as we head towards Easter, as we recognize the power, God, of your love and grace and forgiveness uh, in our lives, that um, we can walk alongside of you and that we can walk alongside of others and we don't have to go through things by ourselves and that renewal is possible. We don't have to stay stuck in a place where we're struggling and miserable and anxious and afraid, but we can move out of that through your grace. I just pray this morning for folks who uh, need to take that next step, just to to begin to walk and to move uh, in this new direction, accepting the tools and resources and help that's available. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.